there and thank you for joining us on Hearthcast, episode number 375 for patch 7.3.5. We talk about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. This is Root. And this is Freckleface. Coming up, we have a listener email, the war on gaming companies, and another installment of Fly on the Wall. This show is supported by listeners like you through our Patreon page. For more information, visit patreon.com forward slash E-I-P-S. Thank you. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Roots. Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe. You know, if I had to describe it in one word, it would be spastic. Spastic. Yes. I like it. Very forgetful this week. Oh, okay. Very dis- disoriented. Uh, so in Hearthstone, we had the Tavern Brawl, which is basically an arena. Ooh, I forgot yeah. to do it this week. I still have time. Okay, so it's a wild arena. Uh, you got one entry free, and, and the same day I happened to get a quest that said win five Tavern Brawls. Okay, so is this the arena arena run or like an arena run? It. It functioned exactly like an arena run, but it was a tavern brawl. So all the quests for a tavern brawl, you got it done that way. An arena is is standard cards only, so this is wild. So it's a little bit yeah, different. Okay. They gave you a free initial run, so I did that and got four wins. I was pretty happy with myself. Ooh, that's good for you. Uh, but that means I wasn't done with the quest, and I didn't really want to abandon it since I had put that much time into it. So I bought another run. Got two losses. No wins. Uh, and then I forgot about it. So I didn't get any reward for my second oh. time around. Um, yeah, Monday I went to log on and I said, I forgot. You know, if I at least finished it, I would have gotten something, but I did not. So very forgetful. On Warcraft, I did finish up the rep for High Mountain Torrin. And for uh, the Lightforge Drain Eye. Oh, very, have you done both the scenarios or just the one? Not, oh. I have not. So I was starting to, and then I looked at my quest log, and I'm playing on my Goblin Hunter. I said, oh, I never finished Silithus. Ah, I had yeah. four quests. I had four, to go back there. That's all you got to do. Yeah, like I had to go back there. Total. That poor dude on the toilet who has been <laughs> waiting for his toilet paper <laughs> for like a month now. <laughs> Patiently waiting. Patiently waiting. Because, you know, no job is done until the paperwork is complete. Oh, I have never heard that. Really? <laughs> no, I wow. Why have I never heard that before? My goodness. <laughs> what a sheltered life right. you've led. I really have. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm <laughs> All right, it's uh, silk paper though. This dude uh, needs well, silk, of course, know, of course, obviously. Uh, so I finished up Silithus and then I started to do the recruitment part for the trolls. I went to Thunderbluff, did the feast thing, which was... Well, I never got fed there. That wasn't a feast. The whole thing got interrupted. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Everything gets interrupted by the yeah, spirits. Yeah, yeah. And then worry. I went back to High Mountain and did some quests there. Uh, where you tune in with the spirits. At one point, it was really weird. So I go in this cave, and I see the... You're supposed to like click on this well, right? And I see it, and I'm running toward it. And it disappears, and this kobold comes up, and he says, I'm like, you're not going to take my candle, blah, 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 blah. And then he disappears, and then the well comes back. <laughs> Weird phasing <laughs> like thing. It me for a second. I don't know what happened. Uh, but then I didn't finish that quest. I know I was tired, and I went to bed. 
The okay. Yeah, so I'm not done recruiting them. Right. You th- you think it would be short enough that I could do it in one sitting, but like I said, this week just spastic. I'm starting things and not finishing them, so we'll have to do that this week. Yeah, yeah. Get the, they're, they're, the scenarios are really cool. So yeah. Well, is there an actual scenario after that? Because I've so far it's just sending me on different uh, like vehicle type quests. That is the scenario for the high mountains. Okay. Yeah, you'll you basically you go see that dude. He's sitting in different spots, and you yeah. You breathe the spirit smoke, and then now all of a sudden you're like tripping, and you're yeah, you're yeah. him in the past or something. Well, you're not tripping. You you are. Oh, you're you, tripping. You, you, you're tripping. <laughs> there ain't no. <laughs> you're having a vision from your ancestors. That's different. No, you tripping. <laughs> call it what you want. You and your little sheltered life, but you be tripping. That's all it is. Oh, I can't keep it bad, can I? No, <laughs> straight up tripping. I have uh, been enjoying leveling my Void Elf. He's like level 39. PX. Yeah, PX. PX 39. PX <laughs> 39. Uh, I keep forgetting, though, that he is Alliance. <laughs> and I Starting keep running run into Horde camps. And as I'm running into him, I see that they're hostile. But part of me goes, and I don't know why this is happening. I have to analyze this <laughs> myself. I look at the red nameplate, and I go, red, horde, looks good to me. Let's go. Okay, I can tell you why. Okay. Uh, Have you ever done Battlegrounds? Yes. Okay, so Battlegrounds, red is always horde, blue is always alliance. Okay. Is that maybe why I'm thinking that? Yeah. But I I did not know that, so I I have not done Battlegrounds enough. Yeah, and it, it's really weird when you when you go with that experience under your belt, and then you go to like here's the storm where blue is always me, red yeah, is always enemies. Enemy. Um, kind of makes me wonder if they shouldn't have stuck with a different uh, color binary than blue and red. But too late now. Too late. So you're running up to these guys, and yeah. you're like, "Hey, buddy!" And they're not your buddy. They're not my buddies, no. and they they're mean. <laughs> they're and they're strong too. And they're, yes, they they got stronger over the years, even though we're going back in time. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, the leveling process is really strange. Okay. Uh, for what I'm going through, it's very interesting to be in an area, level like you ding, and the mobs also increase their level around you. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, you were level 32, and now I, I leveled up, and so did you. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> I can finally kill that wolf. No, I no, can't. No, you can't because he done leveled up too. Yeah, he's, so he's been working out. It's cool. Part of this is really cool. This experience, and I know we're you and I are experiencing the same thing with with our our uh, or nightborns. Night, yeah, nightborn. Yeah. In that the world, I mean, it makes no sense for you to be doing something great, get enough experience, and now suddenly somebody is weaker than you. And so it is. It's natural that yes, you have leveled, you've gained enough experience to gain another level on your character. But you know that that wolf is still as difficult to kill as it was before. Yeah, that feels right to me. Okay. Part of me does miss the ability to steamroll, but it feels right. The leveling experience feels more cohesive. Although the storyline is completely out of whack, it, there's part of me that just wishes they could go back and rewrite some of the quest lines. I know they have done a lot, but I wish I could rewrite all of them to make more sense as to what we're doing. Especially when you're introducing a new race like the night, or uh, this case, the uh, Void Elf, or any which, of the new races. Which weren't around yeah. back when this stuff takes place. Right. Well, some of the quest text you get is 
people being very familiar with you and your race. Yes. And it's like, you're not. I'm brand new. You've never seen one of me before. And, but it's just, it's kind of weird. So like I said before, when you go back to old areas, you are traveling back in time. Traveling back in time. Yes. But you're traveling back in time with a race that did not have that. They were not friends of the Alliance back then. So Correct. you're going through something that does not exist in yes. the war. Yeah, it's completely bizarre. So that whole bizarre. thing is strange. It's very bizarre. But uh, overall, it's pretty fun. Like, so we did all of uh, Ashenvale. So that was pretty cool to go through that whole storyline. I don't think I've done that all. Yeah, it was really neat. So I have to move on. I do like how in the quest log, it shows you the number of chapters you've done. Mm-hmm. The way it does with Argus. And we went back to Ogamar, and then we had quite a few choices of where to go after that. And we ended up deciding to catch the Zeppelin over to Stranglethorn Vale. Yeah, we're down there. Yeah. That's neat. It used to be, that was one of my scariest runs when you used to be at the top of the path. And there's a, there's a couple of flight points, and then you have to run down all the bridges, you know, and go all the way yeah. down to Booty Bay. The very first time I used to sell uh, escorts. That sounds really weird, but <laughs> uh, and then I got a, a a passenger mount, and I would sell rides ah, all the way down. Yeah, because you get some person who's brand new in that area. You can go. You want to run all the way down there with the the wildlife that's going to kill you in one shot? Yes, they will. Yeah. Go right ahead. You want me to take you down there and protect you? And I'd sell for like you know twenty gold or so. I forget what it was, but I used, I used to do that. So we're not all the way down there. We're still up in uh, the little... They were in the northern section. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they split it into two zones now. Yes. Yeah. So we have, we have to work our way uh, south into there. We're killing pirates pretty soon. We got to wild the dinosaurs first, though. We got the yeah. little uh, dinosaur with us hanging out. So that's a whole thing. We do? Yeah. Okay. Remember he was the, uh, eating? We killed things he eat. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that dude saves you for a while. He actually helped him yeah. grow up. I got a pet on my... Um, Void Elf that I didn't have. Oh. It's a little named pet. I can't sell him. I can't remember his name now. I'm, I'm super helpful. <laughs> yeah, if it's based on achievement or... Some quest line. A lot of times you can't. Yeah, a lot of... Like Weedy or something like that. I don't know his name. I'll log in afterwards and I'll, I'll let you know. We'll talk about it next week. All right. And that's been our week in the Blizzard universe. And hey, Frank, we've got a whisper. Uh, this comes in from Freezing Pine. He says, I'm a few weeks behind. I've unlocked all of my four allied races, and I've only leveled the Horde tunes. Once you unlock achievements, they go across all your tunes and across all the servers. That is such a nice thing for the achievements being account-wide. Oh, definitely. That was so good. So good on there. So grats on unlocking all four of those allied races. I'm right there with you. Freck, you'll be there soon. I continue to say, just remember to look at your class hall campaigns. They sometimes have a 250 rep token. And if you get the second one, you get an extra 750 token. So it's a total of 1K rep for 300 resources. Yeah, and that's when you need to get uh, 200% uh, to get oh, guaranteed to yeah. get that second token. If yeah. you get over 100%, there is a chance that you'll get it. But closer to 200, the more likely you are. It's still not 100% guaranteed. Oh, it's really because well, you're yeah, at 200. It's 200% and then it's guaranteed. Is it? Are thing. you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay, I believe you. Yeah. 
It's just one of those things like the people used to get all bent out of shape when something said at a hundred percent chance of no, success. No, no, no. People get bent out of shape when it had like a ninety three percent chance to get it and they wouldn't get it. I've had one fail at a hundred percent. I don't think you have. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Way to make a point like that. <laughs> My point is now invalid. No, I I, don't know. I, I distinctly remember having something fail at hundred percent and, and saying, "You look, this is this is your, this is a percent of a chance that you have on completing the mission." As opposed to this is your percent of success on completing the mission. Um, okay. 100%, 100% I, chance is still a chance. Are you sure? I, th- I think I would have made a really big deal by that if you failed 100%. Okay. I, I remember it being a big deal when people failed like 94%, 93, 94. People would be like, well, I should have gone through. And it's like, well, no, it wasn't guaranteed to go through. That's the whole point of it being 94%. I'm pretty sure I've seen people who have ones that are like the bonus, like 154%, and they still failed. And they're like, what? No, it'll, it'll fail the bonus portion because they only had a 54% chance to get the bonus thing. All right, well. They think I should have gotten it, but that's I'm the whole pretty point. Sure. I have to go back to my all screenshots. Right, we'll I'm back. pretty sure I got Okay, one. you checked yeah. that. We'll next week. I'm just like right. piling stuff up for next week here. We talked about the perky pug, and uh, he mentions if he gets it multiple times, he'd like to have a different color scheme for the pug. Oh, I would love that for all of the pets. Like I, awesome. When I was a kid, I had an all-black pug named Missy. And cutest little thing. They snort. They snore. They have breathing yeah, problems. Yeah. They look like they hit a parked car at full speed. Their face is all smushed. I know. Their poor things are bred into that. It's yeah. me sad. Yeah, but we had a pug. We actually, she was a, an adoption um, from somebody. She's already older. Yeah. And Missy came to us. Missy was an awesome dog. And we had a neighbor across the street from us who was kind of um crazy old bat lady type thing. You know? All right. Yeah. And she called the cops on Missy. And said we had a dog that was growling ferociously. And the cops came over, knocked on the door. And my mom answered the door. And Missy's like right there, <laughs> you know, doing the pug thing. And the cop's like, is this your dog? And my mom's like, yeah. You have any other dogs? No, this is my dog. Uh, well, we have a report of some vicious, snarling, growling dog. I'm guessing um, <laughs> this is it. And my mom's like, oh, yeah, she's ferocious. Look out. You know? <laughs> So, but yeah, different colored pugs would be awesome. What does that make you want to use your perky pugging game and put hats on it? No. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say I'm a cat person, so I would I would love the same type of stuff they have with the perky pug, but for my kitties. No. If you, no, the best thing you would have they have cats in the game, but the best thing yeah. they should do is just completely ignore you and do their own thing. <laughs> you summon true. it. It's just like you know whatever. It walk away, or it's gonna stick up their butt in your face and then walk away. Or it just hides the nearest like basket or yeah, it's like what <laughs> <laughs> runs away. That's all catch it, dude. Yeah. And then like or desummons itself. Like no, no, I no, I'm gonna nap. Yeah. Any right. any pet cat that you have should be able to summon itself when it feels it wants to be summoned. <laughs> I need attention. I'm here. Pet me. Feed me. Yeah. Pet me. Head bump. Head bump. Head yeah. bump. Okay, okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> this should just go away. That should happen. I know. Uh, with heirlooms, he chimes in and says, you know, there's a tab located on the same screen as your mounts and pets, which is your collection tab. It allows you to create your heirlooms you have. Uh, you don't need to mail them anymore. You can delete them uh, from your ba- uh, your bags, and you save bag space that way. And you don't need to mail them around anymore because that, that heirlooms tab is account-wide. Yeah, that was a fantastic change they did. And it's really easy to to tell from that screen 
uh, what level everything is. Because mm-hmm. uh, I have some stuff that's still level 60, some stuff that's up to 100. And we'll get to that point where, where we will have to upgrade our heirlooms. I think I'm there now because... No, you're not. You're not, not level 60. No, but I think... Well, I mean, I'd like to level what I have now as opposed to waiting till I have to do it. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, because I have some that are like level 90, some that are level 100. Yeah. So, so they're, they vary. I just don't know how to upgrade them, but we've got to figure that part out. Well, we, we remembered that, yes, there is an heirloom vendor in Iron Forge and Undercity, but there's also a guild vendor that sells stuff. Yes. You have to look in two places. Uh, he also says you can upgrade them right from that screen, so I guess it just costs, costs resources or gold to do that. For his cutscene, he says maybe a place where you can see them later once you've unlocked them, which is what we talked about, having a place yeah. to go back and review those. Right, you... right in that journal that we talked about yeah. with your pets, your mounts, your heirlooms. Cutscenes. Well, we called it memories. Your appearances. Yeah. yeah, memories. And then for the mount, he did get the love rocket. Oh, grats. That's exciting. He said he got on his 102 Monk when he wasn't even paying attention. He almost thought it was something else. Now he just rides that one all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Everyone around you jealous. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait to get invincible and everybody makes the invisible jokes and thinks they're original with it. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> I don't know anyone who would do that. Really? It happened the other day at our meetup. I was kidding. Oh, okay. You do that all the time. Yes, they do. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Freezing Pint, for that email and catching up with us the way you did. I wanted to talk about a trend that I've noticed happening, um, which is that when players feel wronged by a video game company, they have started acting out and almost waging war on this company. All right, which uh which example are you going to bring to the table? All right. I play this uh mobile fashion game called Love Nikki Dress Up Queen. It's Teamog. It is Teamog. Yeah. There are thousands of items to collect and dress up. There is a bunch of different activities you can do with the game. It's a very well-designed game. It's got a very large community. Uh, there's an active subreddit. There are several uh, Facebook groups with several thousand members on it. Don't they have competitions where you dress up and you, you get to vote on pretty much like our style of trial in World of Warcraft? Yeah, so that that's one thing that happens. Like every five days, they'll announce a, a theme. Uh, you submit an outfit, and then you can also go in and vote on one or the other, and the person with the highest number of votes gets... Um, I don't know if they get an outfit at the end or if they just get, like, higher currency at the end. Cool. Um, so there's that. There are a few different kinds of competition that go on all the time. Uh, one of them is kind of similar in that you're going up against another player, but you, but the computer is scoring you, so you have to know which items to put on. Okay. It's, it's not about actually putting together a nice outfit. It's about having good stuff in your collection and putting them together the right way. People go crazy with this game. I have my own spreadsheet with like three different things on it that I'm tracking. You can spend no money on it and get through it, or you can spend tons of money. There's no advertising. They have these events that come around like 
every week or so, there's almost always some sort of event that's happening where you have a limited amount of time to get a certain outfit. Happens all the time. So this game is definitely not trying to pretend like they're not trying to get your money. Okay. Okay. Like the amount of money that you spend is an experience bar with a level. The amount of IRL money? Yes. Like the more money you spend, it fills up a bar, which levels you up. Wow, so they, they're not they're they, not trying to hide that. No, at all. they they call it your V level, right? Your V your level. Your V level is the amount of money you spent. So I've spent about fifty dollars and I'm v, v level six. Well, this is since August. So about ten dollars a month or so. That's not horrible. So so I'm V level six. Do they take Google I, Play credit? Yes, they do. Oh, okay. So that's that helps. Cool. Yeah. Having your V level that can help you or hurt you getting into a guild. I run my own guild when people apply. I see their V level. <laughs> so you're like, look, you're not, you're not serious. You're not spending money. Exactly. In this game. You're like, not getting my game. Right. I mean, I have a spot open. I don't want to put someone in there that hasn't spent any money. You have a limited amount means, of people in your guild? Yeah, I have a limited. Yeah. How many? Uh, right now it's 34. Oh, and as your V level increases, then your number of guild spots increases? Uh, no, you have to level up your guild. Oh, okay. So everyone has to be participating, oh. which means you have to boot people that aren't participating and put more people in. You know, everyone's taking up a spot, which means they have to pull their weight. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I say all this to say this is a very involved mobile yes, game with yeah. a very involved community. Yes, you are micromanaging the snot out of it. I am. I, ha- I got my spreadsheet for my guild. <laughs> all right. No, no, I'm not laughing. I, <laughs> I guess I am, but no, it's good. Good. So this game constantly will have these events that come out where they have this, this outfit that you get. And a lot of times you can't get the outfit unless you spend about $10. All right. Now, they kind of mask it because... It'll be, oh, you have a certain number of chances per day to earn stuff toward it. And then if you want more chances, you have to spend diamonds, which you have to buy with money. Okay. That kind of goes around it. Sure. However, there's something that's coming up that has gotten the community, like every time I go on Reddit or on Facebook, it's all people talking about. They're just outraged about this event. And it is a ranked event where at the end, the only people who get those limited time items are the top performers at that event. Okay. Which means you have the potential to spend a lot of IRL money and get nothing back if you don't place. Kind of like going to the Olympics, huh? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, or any other real sporting event. Yeah. If you don't win, you don't get the trophy. When I am deciding whether or not to spend money on an event, I try to get up my calculator and figure out before I spend anything how much would I end up spending to get what I want and see if it's worth it. Okay. And I understand people saying, like, hey, this event is going to cost you a lot of money. Just so you know, you probably won't get anything. Might want to reconsider participating. I can see you making a post like this. Sure. Yeah, I can but see what, you going, I've done the math. Yeah. This event is going to cost you $60, and you're not you're guaranteed not anything. anything. Sure. But what people are doing now is they are boycotting the event. Saying boycotting. Boycotting the event. Tons of posts all over social media saying boycott the event. Fine. Wait a minute. How many people are allowed to participate in the event? I guess anybody. Okay. But only the top three people, five people? I don't know. Like, even if it was 20, it would be the top 20 out of thousands and thousands of people. Okay. But they're telling people to boycott the event. Yeah. Not do the event. Which then makes the odds better if you're in the event. (laughs) Exactly. So could this not be a ploy to keep people away? I don't know. I don't know. But So they've taken it a step further. And people have started leaving one-star reviews for the game on Facebook. 
Based on the event that hasn't happened. Based on the event that has not happened. Okay. Because they're so angry about this. I I like the gumption, but not the planning of this. What's been happening in response to that is that the uh, developers of this game have been reporting all these one-star events that mention the event as spam. So the one-star reviews that mention the event that hasn't happened, they're leaving the one-star review, and they're not saying this game stinks. They're saying the upcoming event is unfair. And we're boycotting it. I don't know exactly what's going into their views, but what I do know is that they're leaving a one-star review for a game that obviously they love because otherwise, why would they care? And they're making their one review being a one-star because they're unhappy with one thing. So what happens to an account that gets flagged as spam? You get locked out. So this is on Facebook? Yes. Okay. So your Facebook account then gets locked. Got locked out. I think... I think it's just for a couple of hours, and you just have to change your password and prove you're not a spammer. Yeah. Um, but someone said that happened. They got back into Facebook, and their comment was removed. Well, okay. Well, thing is removed, so. Well, it's an unfair comment if it's based on something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I'm a little bit on the fence on the fence with it because I, I don't like the fact that a company is going after people who make one-star reviews. If they're unjust, then yes, it's fine. They're basing it on something that has not right. happened and yet. It's, and it's clearly it on, not not an unbiased review. It's not an accurate picture of how they actually feel about the game. It's mob mentality. And what's what's crazy about this is a lot of people tie their account to their Facebook account because when you first sign up, um, you get a little bit of, um, of the currency free when you share stuff to your Facebook account. Sure, because then they get all the metrics from Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So my give me an example. Mine is tied. Um, when I go through the share, it says it shares on Facebook, but it doesn't actually go through with it. Well, or probably it, not with you because you have your Facebook so locked down. Yeah, it's locked down. Or, or if it does, I have the privacy setting changed to only me. It's like no one's going to see my daily spam from Love Nikki. They just, they just don't. No Love Nikki spam from you. Okay, so once you tie your account to Facebook, you can't untie it. Really? Sure yeah. you can. No. Why? Because, well, your progression is tied to it. Oh. So if you log out and you go on your phone and try to play, you're starting from level one. That's not cool. No. No. So people are leaving these reviews on Facebook, getting locked out of Facebook. They're also getting locked out of the game. Because they can't log into the game. Yeah, because it logs you into Facebook as you as you launch it up. And then if they decide to unlink, then they've lost, they all, lost the all their progress. Oh, that's dirty. Yeah. Ah, I don't like that. Yeah. Ugh. Anybody complaining about that? Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. That's that's kind of that's dirty. Yeah, but what can you do? I mean, Facebook might decide at some point, hey, you're reporting a lot of spam. Yeah, the developer could you. get in trouble yeah. on this one. Um, definitely. I, I, there's just something shady about that linking. I mean, I understand linking a login. I understand giving a bonus, but linking your entire progression, I that's just. It's, it's tough. I mean, the benefit of that is, you know, I recently had to factory wipe my phone. And I didn't lose any progress because I just logged right back in. Sure. Well, you shouldn't have lost any progress either because it's server-sided. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't matter. I mean, it's just it's just dirty. I mean, it's, it's, it's not something I would ethically do. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind linking it to a login account. I don't mind linking it and giving a bonus for something, even a weekly bonus for keeping it logged in. But giving somebody that type of penalty for unlinking an account, I think, is just, like I said, unethical. Yeah. So but that's neither here yeah, nor so, there. So people are reacting and doing things, and the devs are reacting and doing things. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to look at why people are so angry. 
So these players with this fashion game are not just saying, you know, don't do the event. So they're, and I've, I've read this explains like why people are so passionate about it. They, they're saying if the average player doesn't spend money on it, the whales, you know, we've talked about that before, the if whales the still will. Yep. So the devs will still make money, which means they don't care about our feedback, which means they will continue to do it. So the mentality has gone past, I don't like this, I'm not going to spend my money on it, to I don't want them to make any money off anybody. So they're trying to do this whole awareness thing so to get to the whales so the whales also don't, boy, don't participate. So the theory is we spread enough, the whales won't do it, they won't make any money, they'll stop doing it. Of course, like you mentioned, the whales, it's just benefiting them because they just pave the way for them. Yeah, if, if you're, you're going to boycott my event, fine. Yeah, uh, if, that's less competition for me to worry about. Yeah, if you've got five players that are your big spenders and you've convinced three of them to you know, not participate. Guaranteed second place. Yeah. So we have a guy who is a whale in the game that he plays uh, here in our offices. And he was uh, recounting a story to me very similar where a it's some superhero game. I don't know what it is. But they had nerfed one of the top characters in the game. And in order to get that character back to the level of performance that it was performing at required you to spend a lot in like potions or something else. And they figured it out how much it was going to cost. And the guild that he is in, which is the top guild in this group, the guild as a guild said, do not play this character. And so they didn't play that character. And they, the message they sent to the devs was, you need to fix this character because we're not going to spend money to get this character's performance back to what it was. And since he is a top-level player in a top-level guild, the devs listened and within like a month had redone everything. But what you're talking in essence is a grassroots effort. It's not the whales. The whales don't care. I'm not sure who the whales are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they you, probably don't. Yeah, the whales aren't going to go leave a, leave a one-star review and risk their accounts. Yeah. Are the, are the devs responsive in this at all besides banning? I don't banning? think so. Um, no. Uh, and apparently one of the reasons why people are so mad is because they said a few me- months ago when it uh, was an issue that they would they would listen to feedback. I don't know if they explicitly said that they wouldn't do it again or if they just said that they heard our concerns. But either way, people are under the impression that the devs said they wouldn't do it anymore, and now they are. Yeah, history has a weird way of rewriting itself, yeah. you know. Um, and they are typically pretty active on Facebook. It's like mm-hmm. the, the official Facebook page is updated a lot. They give you hints about, you know, what's coming up. They, you know, respond to people. They're pretty good at communicating. So we have seen in the past where things can spiral way out of control. And regardless of what the company's response is, sometimes that can be too late. So for instance, in your case with this Love Nikki game, if the company does nothing to respond to the listener, even if it's the vocal majority, uh, expressing their concerns with it. If they if they do nothing to rectify that, it could hurt them financially. It could 
you know, cause a mass exodus of the game. It could cause a, a clone game to spawn up and everybody go jump and go do that. So it could cause a lot of things. Flash over to EA and the fiasco they had with Battlefront with the loot boxes in there. And now the huger, even larger controversy, which loot boxes themselves have become. With Battlefield, you they pretty much put something everybody wanted and they made it extremely difficult to obtain. You could only get it by purchasing loot boxes. And even then it wasn't guaranteed. So people went on social media, just like in this case, they went there, they were leaving bad reviews. They were voicing their concerns. They were telling people to boycott the game. And it went past that too, because it wasn't just negative comments about, um, that game, it was about all EA games. Yes, it became EA started, as a yeah, whole. Yeah, people started saying boycott EA games, and so you would see uh, reviews for, like, The Sims, I would say, like, some stuff about DLC. Well, they don't even really, they don't have loot boxes in The Sims. At the very least, not the PC version is what I play. You know, they'll come out with uh, some extra content. Here's the thing for $20. This is exactly what you get with it. You can buy it or not. It's not going to affect your game adversely if you don't. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to use another term that you may or may not have heard in your life. Okay. Nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. Ooh. Okay, you haven't heard that one yeah, either. Yeah, I heard that <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay. Uh, so, basically, it's the, it's the bandwagon mentality. Yeah. You see the crowd, you want to be part of the crowd, and now the crowd gets bigger, and it becomes a bigger crowd because the crowd joins. So, what happens is... When people start complaining about something, everybody just starts jumping on that bandwagon and they're complaining about it, but they don't know what they're complaining about. They just know they're mad. They're mad or, or it's cool to be mad, so let's all go be mad at this. And that's basically what happened with EA, with the end result of it actually hurting their IP with Battlefront. It became a badge of honor for people to post a full display of, of Battlefront with all the copies of it still in the case. Like, look, guys, no one's bought a single one. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, screw EA. Yeah. And it really became that, and EA suffered because of that. And they reversed their decision, and that, it was too late by that point in time because it had already gained enough momentum that it damaged them. So what causes players to get triggered? This is, I mean, that's obviously what happens. Something's happening. Yeah, it's triggering the player. Them. That's what's odd, too, is people are getting so angry. And if you look at it from a consumer uh, perspective, all gaming is is just deciding whether or not you're going to spend money on something. I mean... Money or time, I'll give you. Okay. Have you ever, like, gone to the store and you got your favorite snack? And yeah. you go there and you realize one day they made the package smaller, but the price the same? Kind of feel like they're trying to pull the rug under you. Or the package larger and they just put air in it. Or more air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened maybe before. Um, so it's it's irritating. Yeah. Yeah. You feel cheated. Feel cheated. But then you just kind of reevaluate whether or not it's still worth it or if you want to look for something else. You know, that's what you're constantly doing with anything you buy. Is this worth it? Is it not? But I feel like these situations are, are kind of going past that. You know, they're, they're taking on, like, this anger and this hatred. Or has the anger and hatred always been there, and now we live in a more interconnected society that you can share your anger to hatred with each other, and then... <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
you get more people that could be a lot of it why we're seeing it with video games is because you know video games are typically social so you have friends who play it and and like like i am a part of this uh these social groups online that exist to kind of help each other strategize through the game you already have the platform uh to form a group so it's there yeah and if it is one little thing that gets people upset and they mention it and other people join that little bandwagon like i said now it yeah. just gains momentum, gains it very, very, very fast. I think part of it, which is which is a more general thing that applies to companies too, is um, when you think of people who are run, running a corporation, you think of somebody who is wearing a suit, making a ton of money for doing very little work, and you compare your life to theirs, and you think they don't deserve to have all this money. It kind of comes down to the have or have-nots. So this is where I think Blizzard has played their cards phenomenally well. When you see pictures of people at Blizzard, corporate, headquarters, the VIPs, the, the, the CEOs, the CFOs, what are they wearing? Polos? Maybe. T-shirts? Think of Chris Metzen. Bowler have you ever, shirts? <laughs> have you ever seen Chris Metzen in anything but a Blizzard T-shirt? No, unfortunately. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was not going there. All right. But I agree. Um, they, uh, they're wearing, like, maybe they're wearing, like, the, the bowling shirt type things yeah. that they had, you know. But it's always some kind of merch. It's always cool sure. merch. You never see them in a shirt and tie. And those dudes socialize at BlizzCon, too. Absolutely. They're all over the place. They yeah. are the people's company. So when you see that, if they screw up and they go, guys, you screwed up. What, what they you have say? a face. Yeah. And Blizzard always, we heard you. We hear you, and this is what we're going to do with it. Remember, like, no flying. What? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, flying. We heard <laughs> you. We got it. Okay, here's what you got to do to do flying, though. I'm like, all right, we'll go do that. Yeah, I think I think having a face helps, too. Um, have you ever read about kind of the psychology behind road rage? I have not. Part of the reason why people get so angry in traffic is because it's not a person that you're looking at. It's just a car, and you're just imagining the driver to have all of the attributes that you associate uh, negatively. You know, as opposed to, like, if you're on a crowded sidewalk and someone kind of bumps into you, uh, what are the chances of that turning into, you know, a fight? Yeah. You know, turning violent, as opposed to, you know, when you can look in the face and they're just like, oh, sorry, and kind of go on your day, as opposed to a car where, like, a car, you know, like you said, like, cuts you off and you're just like, ah. It makes you more angry when there's not a face associated with it. Yeah, that's very true. So a lot of this anger stems from this faceless corporation. They might have a social media account, but typically it's not a person associated with it, like the the EA Reddit account. Mm-hmm. There's no name to that. No name. No person. Just nope. like we just imagine this stuffy corporation. So I just uh, did a uh, quick Google search for the e, uh, EA's CEO. Uh, it's a guy named Andrew Wilson. All the pictures of him are wearing a blazer with a shirt, a button-down shirt, collared, no tie. It's kind of cash. It's that casual corporate look, but he doesn't pull it off. <laughs> it looks like someone has told him, dude, lose the tie, and he looks uncomfortable. <laughs> Where's my tie? Without his tie. He, he really does. Like all, like his hands are extended like a lot of places, like he's trying to make himself open. But yeah. more like, where's my tie? It really looks like that. Oh, that's funny. Now, I'm going to replace EA with Blizzard CEO. Uh, 
we get Mike Morheim. Here he is in his uh, uh, Legion shirt. That's cool. Another one in his Legion. Oh, he actually is in a shirt and blazer in this one, but there's only one. There's another Legion. Like, most of them are him in a Legion shirt. And it's, like, super cool. He looks the part. He looks a little nerdy, a little geeky, but he looks the part. So I guess the point there is, like you said, face of the company. Now, what's the name of that game you play? Love Nikki Dress Up Queen. Love Nikki Dress Up. So they're not based in America. Everything that we get in the U.S. is a translation. Apparently, the CEO of Love Nikki Dress Up Queen is an anime person with pink hair. <laughs> it's like long pink hair. Yeah, that's it, probably the character. It's Nikki. from the, yeah, it's from the game. Yeah. yeah, there's no, there's no real picture of them unless it's this person. Um, well, the name of the company is Tencent. Uh, Tencent. All right, I'm looking at this guy. His name is Benson Tang. He's the CEO and founder of Elix Technology. Casual games, games, and publishing. Guy's young, smart looking. Not always in a business suit. Uh, he pulls off the casual look very well. He should be, if he's probably not vocal here in the United States, he, sh he looks like he is vocal in China. They got him here on Forbes magazine, the Chinese version of it, uh, for entrepreneurial elites under 30. Kind of looks like a, a young Chinese Bill Gates. Okay. But he plays it. He plays it, plays it well. All right. So I think he could be well-connected in China well, with, the, with the public, and maybe they're just having a hard time with their global audience on this one. Yeah, that one's a little bit tough. We do tend to get things last. Some people play on uh, Japanese or Vietnamese servers. Just, just so to, they can have it, yeah. access to the stuff faster? Yeah, access to stuff we don't have. So I, I don't know. I think the bigger picture we're looking at here is if you have stuff in the game, uh, you buy, and it doesn't matter what game it is, if you are spending your time, your energy, and your money on collecting something in a game, you want whatever you have collected to retain or increase in value. That's true. And if they're, if they're doing something, be it a money grab or not, that doesn't really matter. People can see a money grab a mile away. It doesn't matter. If it's a money grab, fine. Like in your case, in that game, they tell you, you, you have a bar for your money. Definitely. <laughs> so they're not hiding that at no. all. And other games, people, they see a money grab, and they go, this is just a money grab, and then the companies usually uh, retract that when, when that becomes sh uh, shown. But if you have something that is going to lessen what you have, the perceived value of what you have, if you have the company make a decision that lessens or cheapens your experience, that's a trigger. People will get really mad about that. Yeah, which I think of what happened with the, um, the Battlefield, because they thought, well, I'm spending $60 on this game. And now you're telling me that doesn't get me what I want it to get. And I have to spend more money. Yeah, and then the response. That was, that, that was EA's downfall. The initial response they have to, to the community was very nonchalant, very blow-off. Like, you know, what, we, whatever, we're doing what we're doing. And the community went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I think their initial response has something to do with, like, you don't understand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you never... Are you talking about the downvoted comment? Yeah. Yeah. They, they said they wanted players to have a sense of pride and accomplishment. Uh, that phrase specifically did them in because people are clearly talking about loot boxes, and you're going to use the phrase pride and accomplishment. 
Yeah, people just saw right through it. But the tone the company has can yeah, the tone. really it's condescending. Yeah. And like you you just can't be condescending on social media. People just hate it. They hate being talked down to. They yeah. hate it when you're vague, yeah. but you know, there's there's not much to get like outraged over. What if you're vaguely talking down to somebody? Would that just well, that's be even it? worse? <laughs> yeah. I think it's also specifically when they when they acknowledge a problem and they are unrepentant. Because to some degree, there is a hope that, okay, if we point this out, maybe they haven't thought about this. Maybe they don't realize how upset that it makes us. Um, you know, to some degree, maybe they just don't understand. So when their response is that they clearly understand how upset we are and then immediately just dig in their heels, that just outrages people. Yeah, what, I was one about to ask you, what is that point? Where's the point where they cross from vocally displaying their anger or socially displaying it wherever or to socially attacking and waging social war on the company? Where does that line? That's a tough one. Because you go from, hey, I'm upset and you're not doing anything about it to leaving one-star reviews and trying to upset the Apple cart and hurt the company financially. Yeah. Where is that line? And I think it's different for everybody. Exactly. You know, I think, I think it is important to use your voice when you can, especially when the company does make forums. You know, leave your feedback on the forums. Vote for stuff that you agree with. You know, it does help. They do look at that. Theoretically. Theoretically. I mean, we all remember the comment that Blizzard said, you think you want that, but you really don't. <laughs> Which they could have phrased it a different way because, yeah. again, it comes down to me constantly. And we're still going to get vanilla servers, maybe. <laughs> TM soon. Soon TM? some point. Yeah. Yeah. I think why it's, it's a very sensitive issue is because when you have spent years working on something, and you think that the company is going to change the direction of where it's going, you're going to lose out on what you've been doing. It's like, okay, I've been playing WoW for 13 yeah. years, 12? Yeah. I think 12. 12 or 13, yeah. So that means I have a ton of characters that I've leveled. I have a collection of mounts, pets, achievements. I have items that I've gotten from back in the day. So if Blizzard were to come and to make some change to the game that was so bad that I did not want to continue playing, that means on some level, like even though what you're really paying for is time and experience, like, yeah, I still have that. On some level, I feel like, well, they're robbing me of my hard-earned progress. Yes. And it's difficult. You so, don't have that same dilemma with other things that you purchase. Um. To a degree, sometimes because stuff becomes obsolete. That's true. Yeah, my yeah. first min, you know, first thought I had, which you probably don't even know about, was <laughs> oh goodness, uh, the Betamax. No, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Do you know what a VHS is? Yes, a I VCR? have one of those. A VCR okay. played VHSs. All right, so the VHS, the alternative was the Betamax tape, which is actually a better format. Okay. But uh, there were some legal issues and some licensing issues with, I believe it was Sony. I could be getting my facts wrong. Uh, but they, they quit making it, quit supporting it. And people who had invested time and money in a huge Betamax collection now had nothing. I can see how that would be upsetting. 
Yeah. Like if you just all of a sudden they've stopped making MP3 players. They're like, but have all these MP3s. Put them on your phone? What? <laughs> Do they still there, make there's MP3s? No equi- <laughs> there's no equivalent to it because anything can play an MP3. But like, yeah, I, I get it. It's, it's stuff that only works with one thing. And now that thing doesn't. I can see that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, so a lot of people in the world of Warcraft got upset when gold became quote unquote easier to make. Yeah. Because they felt that it devalued the amount of gold that they had. It used to be back in the day, you had a handful of people who had amassed over a million gold. And it was a huge deal. Now, there are wild millionaires pretty much everywhere. And when that gold became, like, remember our missions from, uh, not even the missions, but the stuff we were doing. Yeah, the missions, I guess, in, uh, in the garrisons. Yeah. Tons of gold. Tons of gold. And people were like, well, man, I worked so hard. And so long to get all this gold, to amass all this gold, instead of looking at the fact that now it's easier to get and you should be able to get even more gold, they felt that it cheapened and lessened and devalued their gold. So there was an outcry about that. And what, did, what does WoW do? Of course, we moved on from that expansion, but they took away the gold missions. Same thing they, they're going to do in this one. Once we move on past, you're no longer going to be able to go get the, the, any of the gold missions. Right. Those will go away. Yeah, and there's definitely not like... 10 sitting in in your garrison like there used to be tons of gold missions there so that's a natural progression and and that we understand that as players that sometimes things do progress in the game now if wow came out and started awarding gold for trial of style but only the top three people got and it cost you gold to get in would you do it no because people only vote for you if you're a blood elf (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know i think the biggest thing to remember with this is gaming companies have to remember that people feel like they have a relationship with their games it's not a straight buy and sell relationship you know if you if you do look at these money grab things as yeah less people will buy them to them, it probably comes down to their bottom line, and they need to remember that it's not just about the bottom line because we need to feel like they respect the relationship. For a lot of us, World of Warcraft is not a game. It's part of our lives. We've grown accustomed to it. We've played it for over a decade, and it's something that we do. It's not something that we play. And when you have that level of a relationship with the game and the gaming company, Decisions they make, you take very, very personally. And so you would get upset on this. Now, I don't know how long this I Love Nikki game has been around, but it seems like it has a pretty passionate following and group. I don't know how many players it has, but you just need to have a percentage of them who raise their voices socially to affect the bottom line of a company. And if it's a smaller company, like if you look at Blizzard, Blizzard is almost one of those things that are quote unquote too large to fail. If one of their IPs has an issue, they ramp up something else on another IP. <laughs> you know, just here, let's do this. Uh, let's, okay, we're having a bad year in World of Warcraft is not doing so good. Our, our subs are down. We need some more money. Uh, ben Brode, give me, um, 
let's say a uh, shaman hero and go ahead and make it five bucks. Would you buy a $5 shaman hero? Yes. There you go. So boom, million bucks, done. We're, we're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. A, a game, and I don't know how many other games uh, th- these guys have, but if you're a smaller company, when you have the vocal majority speak out, it could hurt. Definitely. Uh, with Blizzard, too, they, they might be at a bigger risk than other companies because of how interconnected their games are. You know, at the launcher, if someone gets a bad taste in their mouth over Blizzard because of something they do with Hearthstone, that might deter them from playing Diablo or from playing Heroes of the Storm. Because of the crossover characters? Yeah, but not even that, just because all of them require you to download the same launcher. Oh, I see Use the same chat yeah. interface, all that stuff, so. Well, he threw Destiny 2 up there. It kind of flopped, and that didn't really hurt. Yeah. So. But then again, it really was That didn't a, anger anybody. It just didn't really. Yeah, I don't know. It might have. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think people don't change. You know, as long as there are people, there will always be a bandwagon to get on or off. Helps to be critical though, and look at what you're saying and looking what you're joining into. We will see. I'm just a fly on the wall at Blizzard HQ. I know that ain't much. Wish it was you Fly on the wall Matt, we've got a challenge. People want the grind of vanilla back, but the server team says it will take up too many resources. So it's up to our team to deliver. Oh, sweet. I've actually been working on a solution for this for a while. So check this out. We make a big zone. Lots of trees, lots of hills. We put the quest giver way over here on one side, and we put all the objectives way over here on the other, and we make it a five-part quest, so the player has to go wait, back wait, 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 no. Okay. No, uh, no problem, no problem, no problem. Regular size zone, jagged edges and rocks and stuff. The quest giver's right there by the objectives. And then we made the quest mods player tag with a low Matt, respawn Matt. rate. No. no. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So we have a small zone. Completely flat. The quest giver is outside a fence in the area where the quest objectives are. And the quest is to get 20 intact intestines uh, from... Matt. Okay. No worries. No worries. No worries. We'll make it all underwater. Matt. Uh, Go home. Linda, get me creative talent on the phone. Oh, and Linda, have security escort Matt out of the building. But Josie, it doesn't have to be underwater. I'm just a fly on the wall at Blizzard HQ. I know that ain't much, but wish it was you. Fly on the wall. Here's your random factoid for the week. Stormwind Assassins, a neutral guild of elite assassins dedicated wholly to the Alliance goals, but willing to do the dirtier jobs, are one of the oldest surviving organizations on Azeroth. 
They were formed long before any of the wars happened, when the Alliance faction of Stormwind felt it was unable to do everything it wanted to within the law. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 375 of Hardcast. You can come hang out with Freckleface and myself over on our Discord server. That's bit.ly forward slash hearthcast. But we do want to give a special shout out to all of our folks who do hang out in that chat room with us. As always, we want to thank our friends on Facebook, our followers on Twitter. And as we close the show, most of all, we want to thank you for listening. 